Hi there, and welcome to All Things Montessori, a podcast devoted to discussing aspects of the Montessori approach to child development. If you're a guide in the classroom, a parent of a Montessori child, or someone who is just trying to learn more about it, we cover it all. My name is Rachel Larson, and I'm a Montessori teacher and an administrator, and I'm joined by Jamie Rue, AMI trainer and Montessori consultant. Well, hi, Jamie. How you doing? Great, Rachel. How are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying this unseasonable weather. Yeah, we've <laughs> had some crazy warm weather around here, which has been quite a treat. And uh, and then the Pacific Northwest, where my family is, is under 10 inches of snow. So. so actually, my mom and sister were out there all weekend, and they went to go see family and everything, and they were in Spokane, and it just has been snowing the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah. I know. Well, last time we talked about resolutions, and I hope everybody um, found those useful, and your January is going great, um, but we thought... Um, that maybe this time we talk about something specifically that I've actually had as a resolution before, and maybe it might be one of yours, and that is the beauty, the beautiful thing of going out. And we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, and um, maybe some of you want to add a little resolution of getting a going out going in your classroom. So we're going to talk about ways that you can do that and things to keep in mind and you know why we do going out. So, Jamie, since you're the trainer here, I mean, I know this definition, but I'm going to make you give the definition. Can you tell me what a going out is? Well, a going out is when children, uh, based on their own interests and research or need, uh, plan a trip outside of the classroom themselves. And it's, you know, a, a small group of children. Usually it's it's not the whole class. And it is really you know, from their, you know, from their interest, from their need and done by them. Um, you know, so it's not a field trip. A field trip's something different, but a going out is really owned and executed by the children. And you would still say that field trips probably happen in the class too, maybe once or twice a year if something important is happening? Sure. Sure. I mean, field trips can happen. You know, we, I took my entire class to the Monet exhibit at the Seattle Art Museum when I was teaching because we didn't see that that often out there mm -hmm. in Seattle. So it, it's those kinds of things that will perhaps make a field trip a possibility, those once-in-a-lifetime experiences that you want to expose the children to, whether or not they're interested. Like, you know, right? You just <laughs> you just want to expose them. And that's teacher directed and teacher designed and and it's not bad and it's not bad to do a handful of those in a year depending on where your school is and the accessibility of things but the most of the time when children go out it should be based on their own interests and their own you know their own motivation they do you know they do it right and i mean it's in montessori's text about how we can't confine them to the walls of the classroom. You know, we offer them the universe. And part of that in the second plane is going out into the world. Um, it's the right. other it's the other classroom. 
so to speak. Um, and I think they, in my own experience and just what I've observed from, um, other, other, um, elementary classrooms, um, the children gain so much from the experience, not only the educational value of like the subject that they might be interested in, but the social component, um, just the practicality of planning a trip like that. There's so many things that go into it. Um, it's just such a valuable experience for them. Um, you know, directions, how to get there, all those things. Right. I mean, you made a really good point on that in that, yes, we want them to be motivated to go out. We want it to be their interest or their need that's driving the outing. But ultimately, whether they meet that need or whether they get the answers to their questions is kind of secondary to their development. The experience of planning and organizing and making mistakes and having real life consequences, uh, the experience of interacting with society, all of that is is uh, a huge component of the going out uh, experience. So it's not just it's not just that they get the answers to their questions or or meet their need, but that they get all of those other things as well. Right. And I also love the the thought that what we just what you just talked about, the children don't really on they don't really get that part of it because they're just experiencing it. It's sort of the the invisible lesson that we're giving them. Right. Um, that's gonna stay with them forever. Yeah. Um so I found that getting a going out program started was pretty hard. Um, because there's a lot to go into it. So I think it might be beneficial to just talk through the steps of, you know, how to get started. Um, because I think you just have to think through it and get started. And it's, you know, it's not just going to happen automatically. The children just, they're not going to just know how to go out. If you tell them to plan to going out, they're going to look at you and be like, what? Right. <laughs> or they're going to say, okay, well, we're going to India because I want to go whatever, you know, they're going to have crazy, unreal expectations. Um, so let's talk through how to get started. And maybe we can start with, you know, having a going out shelf in the classroom. Yeah, it's useful to have a place in the classroom where the going out supplies exist. And so this could be I um I always had a a folder of some sort that contained a variety of brochures and maps and other things like that to facilitate mm-hmm. uh facilitate mm-hmm. the children when they are planning. Uh I always had a going out backpack so the the um the forms emergency forms were just always there was a copy of you know one form for each child in there, a first aid kit. Um, well, nowadays you could put a, like a, you know, a burner cell phone in there. We had, I, when I first was teaching, we had quarters in there for the pay phone. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the school's address, the uh, phone number of the school, things like that to have at the ready so that when children are ready to go out, it's, it's there. Right. Um, you know, and they replenish it after they get back if they use the band-aids or the water or whatever mm-hmm. else that's in there. Um, so a shelf is helpful. I think the other thing we have to keep in mind is that going out is a part of the child's developing independence. 
And so as children uh, head into the elementary, we're trying to give them more and more independence so that they can practice skilled, you know, skills of independence so they can start to learn how to be more independent. So going out isn't something that we just thrust upon them without a lot of preparation. You know, they need to build some of the skills in order to be independent on an outing. Uh, so that's a lot of the practical life preparation that we're going to do as they show us they're ready um, or interested. Right, so, because that you don't want to take a child or have a child go on a going out that isn't ready. Um, and there are pretty clear signs, I think, um, that's going to show you their readiness. But, you know, you can start by um, doing grace and courtesy lessons that might come up on a going out. Um, and you can also, if you're wondering if a child is ready, you could also do a smaller version of a going out, like to the backyard or, to, you know, some, to go observe something outside and maybe see how that goes. Um, but never, you know, you don't need to tell the child this is a test to see if you can go out (laughs) Um, right we definitely don't that's I mean that's really something I want to emphasize we don't want going out to become a reward for supposed good behavior Mm -hmm. in the classroom or responsible behavior in the classroom it's not we don't do rewards right no 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 just don't (laughs) so it cannot be used and it can't be taken away as a punishment So we have to be sure that we remember that going out is just part of their developmental growth and, and we're going to help just, just like we wouldn't say to a child, here's the checkerboard. Uh, You can use it for long multiplication. So why don't you go figure it out? Right. The same is true for going out. We can tell them about going out, but we have to help give them all, give them experience with all the skills they need to be able to do it independently. And so we can't, we have to think about when you're starting a going out program, how are you going to scaffold and support all the skills that are needed and also get them super interested? So maybe they don't have to do, like you said, maybe it's something, a walking outing that's easy nearby the school or, or just outside or down the hall, Mm -hmm. or, or maybe you, um, you as the adult do some of the planning for the child with the child, but aren't requiring all of it to become, you know, come from them because they're going to, you know, they're going to learn through modeling, just like we model how to do a problem on the checkerboard. Right. I mean, it's just another lesson. If you think about it that way, right. it's another material in the classroom and they, they don't know what to do. Um, and yeah, especially it's okay to plan the first couple with them or help that, or, you know, assist in the planning of it. Um, I, I think it would be remarkable if, if a, if a child just did it on their own. Um, I've never seen that happen because <laughs> it won't. I've not. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. They don't have, they don't have enough life experience mm-hmm. to think through all the things they need to do to be successful on the trip. Right. So we have more life experience navigating, you know, how our society works and how to get places. So we're going to help, you know, build those skills within them uh, to so that they can do it independently, but we can't do it all at once. So, you know, younger children can still go out. We just have to scaffold it a lot more so that they're 
building the skills they need so that they get lots of practice so that when they're older, you know, more toward the end of elementary, they are far more capable of going out um, without as much adult assistance, or they know exactly when they need to ask for the help that they need. Right. Uh, and they know why, because they've never done this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've talked about the shelf and how to make that look like a, you know, a, an essential part of the classroom, but you know, how do we get them inspired to want to go out? Um, I, I think if you have a beautifully mixed age classroom that's normalized and you have older children going out, that's one way they're going to see the older children modeling it and, you know, not even modeling it, but doing the going outs and any child in that room is going to be completely interested in, wait, where are they going? Wait, they get to leave? What are they doing? <laughs> right, I've heard right. all of those questions. So that's one way, um, which is great. And then I think another um, another intro way that I did in the classroom, um, there's a few kind of routine going outs that you might have. We had one to the library and then we had another one to the grocery store. Um, and I found that those could be introductory ones for the younger ones. I don't know about you, what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had standing out outings every week, those same two. And also um, we had to go to the pet store every week to get live crickets Oh, for our leopard gecko. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's one way because those are essentially they're, you know, they're sort of already planned but it does give children that experience of being out mm-hmm. in society and getting to feel what that's like to be responsible for paying for things or checking out books by themselves or any of those experiences mm-hmm. that they need practice with. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's one way. I think the other way would be to, at the end of a lesson, give them an idea of a place they could go. You were really excited about this. So why don't you go here? Right. Uh, because they don't know. They, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, they, they just don't know. They have uh, no idea. Of all Truly. the different sorts of places that are available in their area for them to learn more. And that means that the guides, the adults in the classroom have to be sure to know the area find all the different interesting places that children could go and learn about, get on their educator mailing lists, um, Mm -hmm. uh, attend their openings of things like all of that so that you can suggest to them because again, their life experience is limited. So some of them have been to some museums and other institutions, but not all of them. So we have to, you know, we have to sometimes say, Hey, you could go to the Arboretum to study leaves, you know, because otherwise they, how, how will they know? So that's right. A lot of them don't even know that those sorts of, you know, humans work at those kind of places. That's going to just sort of be kind of a surprise to them anyway. Um, And just saying, I wonder if you could talk to a scientist about, you know, whatever they're learning or a botanist or a mathematician or any of those amazing things. That's going to blow their minds in a yep. way. Um, and the, and that's complicated. So you're going to have to do some of the introductory work like that and then help them plan that so they can have that experience, which will then turn into them wanting to have more of them. And slowly they can take more and more ownership. Exactly. Of that. Exactly. They can, they, mm-hmm. once they've 
practiced a script for how to talk to someone on the phone or how to talk to someone in person, they can they mm-hmm. can do it without as much of the scripting and support from the adult. But first we have mm-hmm. to, you know, we have to scaffold just like we do in anything else. So I mm-hmm. really encourage people that are trying to get a going out program started, remember that the beginning outings are going to need um, a lot of adult assistance. And that's okay. Just like the first time they do the racks and tubes, we give them a lot of adult assistance because there's so many right. <laughs> steps in the procedure. It's the same sort of thing. So, so don't, um, don't be afraid to support that. Just re- you know, observe and recognize when you can step back and they can be more independent. For sure. I personally thought I was sort of hovering too much or doing way too much because as a Montessori guide, it feels unnatural to help that much. Um, but with something so complicated, you have to. You just have to. Yeah. Um, Unless you get a child who's getting this sort of experience at home. So right. parents that can support this where they're really helping their children uh, be involved in planning family outings and vacations mm-hmm. or regularly responsible for helping out at the grocery store and those kinds of things. If if they're getting some of that at home, I mean, because going out could totally happen at home and not just at school. Absolutely. Um, they, you know, they'll develop more of that independence. And so you might have a few in the classroom that could take on more because they've been given that opportunity at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Which is rare. Um, but any parent, yes. any parents listening, t- like take your child on a going out or, you know, Maybe we can find an article and link it um, because they're they're so exciting and amazing and it teaches so many things and you could absolutely do them at home. Um, now, the key thing to a going out is... Tell me. As the adult that's accompanying the children, um, we want to be sure that the ch- it's the children's experience. So we want to watch really carefully... Uh, to let them make their own mistakes. Absolutely. We all learn a lot from (laughs) mistakes. Yes, we do. Children are not any different. So we want to give them the freedom and the space to handle whatever they might encounter. A road is closed and their directions have to shift and they have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. They miss their stop on the metro. We, we want, as adults, this is for parents and, and educators, all of us, to be, sh- before we swoop in and help, we need to step back and observe and see how they're handling it. Are they in danger? Is anyone, you know, frantic and panicked and out of control? And we can let them struggle and problem solve. And if we need to intervene or we could ask a question. Yeah. Or see if they need help. And if they refuse, we can step back. <laughs> right. I mean, you're right. If they're not in danger, it's okay because they will learn so much from this experience. And also it's such great problem solving skills that they're going to get at such an early age instead of mm-hmm. learning it a lot later and it being a bigger deal in their in their brain, honestly. Right, um, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot about my childhood where we had a lot of freedom and we were unsupervised, uh, you know, in a variety of places in the small town I lived in. Mm-hmm. And that did provide a lot of opportunity for us to develop problem-solving 
especially when we didn't want to have to get an adult's help because we were doing something we shouldn't have. Sure. Um, (laughs) And we, I mean, I really think children struggle these days when we feel um, like we can't leave them unsupervised in the same way and they don't then get the experience of getting themselves out of out of scrapes and trouble. So on a going out as an adult, we have to really step back and and observe. And, you know, of course, if someone's really worried or scared, then we're going to step in and help them solve it. But oh, we don't have to provide the solution. We can help guide them to the solution um, if they need us. But they might they might just figure it out on their own. They might. Uh, and so, yeah. And that's what I think as parents and as educators in general, we want to really um, support. And on a going out, the the nice thing about it is that there's really clear real life consequences that you can't have in quite the same way at home or in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you missed your train and there's not another one for half an hour. Like, Yep. Very clear consequence. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be late for dismissal. Your parents are going to wonder, what do you need to do? Okay, we'll send a message or we'll call. I mean, all of those things, but that's that's very real um, and in a way that it, it can't be uh, in this, you know, safe confines of school and home. Absolutely. Or I've I had an experience where we didn't have enough money to pay for groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, simple you know, simple thing, but it, you know, that was real for the children. They, they looked at me like, well, well, can't you, don't, don't you have, I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay for this. <laughs> you guys, <Right. laughs> you guys collected the money. We're going to have to go back and get it. Um, anyway. So yeah, about parents, I, I, we've talked about this before. I think it's really important if you have parent chaperones ever going with you to bring them in and sort of take them to a going out training seminar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, because yes. it's a much different, much different experience. I think one main aspect that's so different um, that I realized when I started, um, I would go on a couple. I wouldn't go on all of them, of course, but I went on a few in the beginning. Other adults do not listen to children when they're talking. They look at the adult. Mm-hmm. They really do. And mm-hmm. it's just because it's human nature and what's normal. It's not like they don't want to listen to the child at all, but it's not typical for that to be happening. Um, right. And you need to not look at them. So they'll talk to the children and it's, it's feels super weird, <laughs> but, um, but it's so good for them to have that experience. Um, but that's one, that's one way I think that um, one thing that needs to be talked about with parents Yep. For sure is how to be that observer, how to step back, when yep. to intervene and how to intervene. Yep. Of course, they're the chaperone, they're in charge of the safety, obviously. Um, but you know, really talking to them about how to step back. Yep. And how yeah, how to not make eye contact, how to, you know, with the adults at the ticket desk, you know, all of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, you have to have to really guide and support parents if they, and and assistant school staff everybody has to get that training if they if they don't know it mm-hmm. and it is true um and you know that uh the rest of the world is not prepared to serve children in the way that we do in the classroom so we also have to prepare the children for that yeah very true that's a really good point 
for example, like at a museum, an art museum, the uh, guards in each room are accustomed to children who run up to artwork, get too close, and are threatening it in some way with sort of out of control behavior because that's the normal, that's all too normal for them to see in children's behavior at an art museum. So our children, my experience, I've had children go to an art museum and get close to look at the brush strokes Mm -hmm. and have a a museum person come and tell them to step back, even though there wasn't, you know, because, so we have to help the children. I mean, I, I got to where I started to tell them these things that they're used to children that aren't as, don't have as much self-control. So you'll, when you approach a piece of art that you want to look at more closely, you need to approach it really slowly and carefully and deliberately so they know that you're trustworthy. So mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things. And it ends up being, you know, good for the world in that uh, children, you know, Montessori children show people in public places what children are capable of. <laughs> Absolutely. I also had to have, I've had experiences of um, sort of just adults and children, honestly, just society in general, you know, people acting in ways that the children wouldn't see at school. And it's a really interesting conversation and experience, I think, for them to see that. Not yeah. that they don't see it with their parents. Of course, they go out with their parents, but it's a different feel on a going out because it is a school trip. They're in control of it. You know, it's it's meaningful to them. So I think they're much more aware of really what's going on. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've had, that's a really good point too. I've had that experience. See, there's so many benefits to going out. They're just so great. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so fun. And as a teacher in the classroom, I would encourage you to accompany several, a few a year, mm-hmm. because it's important to pay attention to the, you learn, you get ideas for lessons, you get ideas for what yeah. the children need support in. But also I, I mean, my assistant did the bulk of my outings because, yeah, mine too. You know, I, I didn't need him or her um, all the time. And so whoever was my assistant was often on outings on a regular basis. I mean, what a great job. I know, right? <laughs> so fun. I love it. So much fun. So it much is. fun. And they gain so much from it because, you know, as much as we do offer in the classroom, which is a lot, there's so much more the world has for those kids. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, we there's no way we can offer them everything that they're interested in in the no. classroom. And so we have to get them out. And that's why Margaret Stevenson has a quote where she talks about, you know, if the children in elementary are only in the classroom, then we haven't understood the human tendencies for elementary children. We haven't understood the, the characteristics. We mm. haven't understood the prepared environment. We haven't understood independence, like all freedom and responsibility. She says if they're only working in the classroom, we literally haven't understood anything. Wow, that's so, powerful. Amazing. Right? <laughs> yeah. We just, we haven't understood cosmic education. They have to get out. They mm-hmm. have to get out. It's just so crucial to their developing freedom and responsibility and they need the practice interacting with society because in the third plane of development when they're adolescents that's what it's all about it's all about figuring out their place in society and so they need practice in that uh in their elementary years so true and it will serve them forever yes 
mean, just, you know, all those social skills, all those experiences. Oh my gosh. I, it'll just, it'll be with them for yep. a lifetime. Yep. And the- it is overwhelming though, as a teacher, as a guide to get it going. I've, I, I've been there. It's scary. Um, cause it's just, there's so many aspects and pieces of it. Um, but it's so worth it. Yep. Just start with something small and build it and build it. Once the children know that you're open to them doing these things, they're going to push you to do more. So, you know, they'll, um, start small, start with a little outing and, and grow and, and get it bigger and, Mm -hmm. you know, get to the point where you can have children out, you know, several groups of children out in a given week. I mean, that should be kind of the the norm, whether it's an official, like super scheduled outing to a, an institution, or it's a hike in the neighborhood or on the school grounds. Right. It can, it can mean, it can be so many things. I once did a going out to our mailbox mm-hmm. and, it, and it was great. And I, I, I can't even remember why, but one of the children was interested in going and they planned it and then we went, they went and yeah. it, it took 10 minutes, but it was great. Um, so I would challenge, yeah. you know, our listeners, like, could you plan how many going outs could you plan in the rest of the year or nurture, oh, yeah. you know, of course you're not planning, but like nurture in the right. children <laughs> to get moving. So make a yeah. little goal, make a little resolution for yourself. And if you have questions or concerns or worries or any of that, you know, shoot us an email and we're more than happy to respond and, and answer and support and bolster your confidence in getting this going. Absolutely. And let us know where you go out so we can hear about it. (laughs) I know. We'd love to hear about it. Oh, it's just so much fun. They have so much fun on them and it's just such a fantastic experience. Totally. Um, Yeah. Well, now I want to go on a going out. Jamie, do you want to plan a going out? Kind of. I do. I do. (laughs) 